The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory be to you, o Lord. A decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be enrolled. This was the first enrollment when Quirinius was governor of Syria, and all went to be enrolled, each to his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be enrolled with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to be delivered, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. And in that region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, Be not afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of a great joy which will come to all the people. For to you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men with whom he is pleased. The Gospel of the Lord. So we celebrate tonight the nativity of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord is born for us, a Savior is born, and all of a sudden in this moment, in this night, into the darkness of this night, the light himself is born for us. Into the silence of this night, the Word himself is spoken and born for us. Into the darkness of sin, comes the Savior. Into the darkness of the lack of truth and of falsity comes truth himself. He doesn't come as we might have thought a God would come. All of mythology before Christ has every interaction of the gods with men. They always come with lightning and fire and great turmoil and fear and power. But when God himself becomes incarnate, it is in humility, in hiddenness. He is born in a cave in Bethlehem, and there was no place for him in the inn. One of the most joyful lines of Scripture has also one of the most sorrowful parts of it. She gave birth to her firstborn son, the greatest joy of human history. 
but there was no place for him in the inn, the greatest sorrow of human history. The Savior has come to earth, and there is no place for him in the inn. The great tragedy of sin, but also showing the necessity of his incarnation. That to hearts that have grown cold, the very fire and love of God is born for us and comes and makes himself present. We know what has happened is that as the Lord has entered into the life of Our Lady and Saint Joseph, they are brought into his sufferings and into his trials. They knew the great gift that had been entrusted to them, and you would think that they might be indignant that they were not treated with greater dignity, but they are not, they are humble. They don't go around proclaiming to everyone the great grace that they have been given and demanding that they get given the best place in Bethlehem. They are humble and they submit themselves to God's will. Their son is rejected and there is no place for him, so therefore there is no place for them. They enter into the sufferings of their son and his sufferings begin immediately. He is born and there is no place for him in the inn. There's not even a bed for him and he is laid in a manger. We know that both, Dave, both Joseph and Our Lady are from the line of David. And so they are heading back now to Bethlehem to be enrolled because of this decree which has been put out by Caesar Augustus, the first enrollment. The world at this point and the Roman Empire has been at peace for about 12 years. And so it is into this time of peace without war that the Lord is born because he is the Prince of Peace. And in this time of peace, Caesar Augustus demands that there is an enrollment so that everyone can also be taxed. And the Lord doesn't come as a mighty God and demand that he be uh, separated from the sufferings of the people, but enters into their sufferings. Everyone during this cold winter has to now travel each to their own homes and from where their families originated. And they all make this journey on foot and in poverty. In the cold, over four days, St. Joseph and Our Lady would have traveled from Nazareth to Bethlehem. They would have endured the cold nights and they would have eventually made it to Bethlehem, Our Lady coming to the end of her pregnancy. And when they arrive in this city, Bethlehem, which means house of bread, when their son is born, when the Lord is born, he is laid in a manger, the place where the animals eat, prefiguring how he will give himself as food. In Bethlehem, the house of bread, the bread from heaven himself is given. And so he is born in this humility. He is born in this hiddenness and in this silence. One of the commentators in the Church Fathers notes that as much time as St. Luke gives to all of the Annunciation and the details that surround the Annunciation and the Visitation, he gives very little to the actual moment of the birth of the Lord. One simple sentence, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger. And so what one of the church fathers says is that this is to highlight the ordinariness of the Lord's birth. 
He was truly man. He truly took our flesh, truly took upon himself our sufferings and all of the trials of this life. But then one of the other commentators notes that even though in this hiddenness of the Lord's birth, heaven itself could not be silent and it bursts forth in the Annunciation to the shepherds. And so while the Lord is born in humility from the Virgin Mary, his glory shines out of heaven to the shepherds. He is true God and he is true man. It was the role of the father in those times to announce the birth of a child. And so we can see that after the Lord is born, it is not Joseph that goes to make the announcement, but angels come from the Father in heaven to make the announcement of the birth of the Savior. And they make their announcement to the poor and the humble, the shepherds, those who are out busy keeping watch in the night. And so for us, I think we can learn a lot from these beautiful shepherds. They are faithful in keeping watch. That's what we are called to. That in the midst of the darkness of this life and of this world, we are called to keep watch in expectation of the light. And then the announcement from heaven is given to them, an announcement that continues to us today, an announcement which we continue to sing in every mass when we sing glory to God in the highest. And this announcement of the angels to the shepherds is that there is great news of great joy, that there is born for us a savior and that he is present and he is in our midst. But the sign that they are given about the savior is one of humility. The angels don't say to them, go, you will find him and he will be shrouded with glory. They say that you will find him wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger, and that's exactly how they find him, hidden, humble. And so also for us, the incarnation continues for us in the Blessed Sacrament and in the Eucharist. The Lord is born for us and he is present for us here. We will receive him today in Holy Communion. We will receive him into ourselves, this one who was made incarnate, and we will find him again in humility wrapped, if you will, in the form of bread and wine, our humble God who is present with us, our Savior who has become incarnate and is with us. And we are called in that mission like the shepherds to go and proclaim the things that we have seen and heard, this great mystery of the incarnation, not simply a past event, but a present reality with Jesus Christ in the Blessed Sacrament. We have come to know this great mystery of all the people in the world, we are some of the few who actually know and believe in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ in our midst. How greatly we have been treated by God to know what we know and to have heard what we have heard. We have received this announcement from heaven that the Lord is present to us. Let our response be immediate like the shepherds, not to keep this good news to ourselves, but to go out into all the world and tell the things that we have experienced, that we have met the Lord, that we know where he is, and that not only can we come and visit him, but we can also receive him in Holy Communion, the great mystery of our life, the incarnation perpetuated for us and where we encounter the Christ himself, Jesus our Lord. Amen. <laughs>